following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. <laughs> we, um, we're again in the Gospel of Mark this morning. We're going to look at the chapter 11, verses 27 through 33. Um, that's page 848 in the Pew Bible, if that's helpful. Now, this uh, account that we look at this morning takes place on a Tuesday of Holy Week. Uh, and it's certainly no accident that we are studying it together on a Sunday before Tuesday, which is the election. I don't think that's a mistake at all. As you remember from uh, last week, uh, Jesus, on the day before, he had cleansed the temple, turned over the tables of the money changers, and, uh, and he uh, cursed a fig tree. Um, and the day before that, he had triumphantly entered the holy city of Jerusalem on a donkey to the shouts of Hosanna, blessed uh, is, is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's been a busy week uh, for the Lord Jesus. Uh, and on this this same day, Peter had pointed out the withered fig tree on the way to the city that morning. And now Jesus had arrived in the city and was walking and teaching in the temple. Some gospel accounts say he was walking. Others say he was teaching. Well, his uh, style of teaching of the day, they do both at the same time. I don't do it that way. I stand still. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about what the... All right, sorry. In Mark chapter 11, the start of verse 27. And they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him, and they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, they were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Let's pray. Father, as we turn to your word uh, this morning, we pray that your spirit would speak. Uh, again, this not be my words, but your words this morning. We know that the words written here on the page are your words. So we pray that your spirit would bring them alive to us, that you would convict us of sin, that you would instruct us in righteousness, and direct our path together as a family, as disciples of Jesus Christ. May we be good learners this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, it's very important for us to understand before we get too far, uh, who the parties in play in this scene are. Um, this group described as the chief priests and the scribes and the elders is not just a nebulous group of 
cranky old Jewish leaders. Uh, just a, um, maybe, maybe your flannel graph picture in your mind uh, just paint them as a bunch of cranky old men saying to Jesus, get off my lawn. Right. Uh, that's, is, this is not just a bunch of people that don't like change. Um, it's a little more serious than that. This group uh, is also referred to elsewhere in Scripture as the Sanhedrin. Um, this is the Jewish high council who had jurisdiction over matters of civil and religious life in Israel. These, these people were in charge. Um, under the Romans, of course, but as far as setting culture and and directing the affairs of life, these were the guys. Um, they were in charge of all that sort of thing. These are the guys that, um, uh, again, under the Romans, they were they told people what to do, and they were used to people doing as they said. Um, very much not like uh, the elders in the church. Uh, it does not work that way. We don't exist to direct the affairs of men, um, but to look out for the people, um, look out for you. So you have this um, group of people who are used to being in charge, and then along comes Jesus, right, who has upset everything, overturned everything. Jesus did not just come um, along with new teaching, like, hey, guys, here's some new ideas. Listen to this. What do you think? Uh, Jesus taught as one who had authority and the people were listening. So much so that Jesus had become a threat to their authority. They, uh, the people had started to listen and say, well, maybe what we've been told is wrong. Maybe we don't need to listen to this group anymore. Maybe there's something new. And the more people listen to Jesus, the less people listen to the Sanhedrin. Um, this, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this sounds familiar to you at all. If, if you have TVs in your home or the Internet, I see maybe there's stuff like this going on in our country right now. This is politics. This is politics at work. Right? It's influence over people, it's popularity, uh, all of that thing, all of that stuff. Right? Uh, listen to our people. Do things our way. No, listen to our people. Do it our way. That's, you can tell that's happening because of all the signs that have grown up on the side of the road. And even the earth itself is springing forth. <laughs> so here we have this. A group of people used to be in charge, and another another's coming along and upending everything. After seeing a city in an uproar, and the usual way of the temple courts being literally overturned, this group, the Sanhedrin, decided to ask Jesus just exactly who he thought he was. Who are you? What authority? Verse 28, they say to him, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you authority to do them? Now, I have to ask you before we go any further. Um, do you think they knew the answer to the question? I think so. I, this is, they just want to hear what he's going to say. Like, uh, like Craig read earlier, they're looking to trap him in his words. Right? They knew the answer to the question. But, so, to try to get him to blaspheme or do something 
against the law. I think they do. They knew the answer to the question. All evidence points to the fact that they knew that Jesus was sent by God. Not only did he teach the way of God with authority, according to the word, but his teaching was accompanied by miracles. Nobody was denying that. Everybody had seen that. It was also clearly declared to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world by none other than John the Baptist. This also very, uh, he's a key figure in the, in the life of Jewish people at the time. Everybody knew who John the Baptist was. It's like everybody knows who Billy Graham was. Same thing, right? And that's how Jesus responds to their question, to which they already knew his answer. And he answers the question with the question. Don't you love it when Jesus does that? I'll answer your question. You answer mine first. And he already knew the answer to their question as well. It's no mystery to him. They said to him, by what authority are you doing these things or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me and I'll tell you. By what authority I do these things? Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. This doesn't sound like a hard question, right? Not to us. We've got nothing at stake. So this is not a new thing either. This is not just Jesus is the only one. He, like he came up with this idea. Nobody had ever done this before. This is a traditional form of Hebraic debate. You ask me a question, I'll ask you a question. Then I'll ask you a question in response to your question. You ask me a question in response to my question about your question. This is not not new. But the answer to the question is still the same regardless. What's the answer to the question? Is John's baptism from heaven or from man? Heaven. Seems easy. Seems simple. To us it is. To them it's not. They knew the answer to the question as did Jesus. By what authority do you do these things, these miracles, these triumphal processions, turning over our money changers and chasing away those pigeon gods, right? By whose authority do you do these things? And the answer is heaven's authority, God's authority. They knew that it was undeniable. If Jesus had just come in with, with uh, well-crafted speeches and uh, smooth talk, they might be able to say, you know, maybe you're just good at this part, talking to people, right? But all his words, he taught with one with, as with authority, which is not like they taught. They just read the words and, you know. But it also his words accompanied by miracles. It's undeniable that Jesus' power was from God. His authority was from God. And was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Who sent John? God or somebody else? God sent him. As the Gospel of John records in John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, and verses 19 through 27. It says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Okay. Answer the question. A man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. That all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And skipping down to verse 19. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? 
He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. Who do you, what do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the paths of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. And that's Jesus. This group, the Sanhedrin, knew the answer to Jesus' question. It was no secret to them who John was and who sent him. They didn't like it, but they knew. Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. So the answer to Jesus' question was that John's baptism, whether you, whether you take that expression to mean uh, his entire ministry, John the Baptist's entire ministry, or just him actually baptizing people for repentance, it's the same either way. John's baptism was from heaven. But that answer would cause considerable problems for this group, for the Sanhedrin, for this group of questioners. The ramifications of their answer to the question were very serious. This wasn't just a theological debate with nothing at stake. We can talk about these things all day long. To change the course of our life? Probably not. That's not the same way for them. That's like trying to get an honest answer from a politician. <laughs> That's why this is uh, so ironic that this is um, the text we're looking at this morning. Try to get a straight answer from a politician. Because that's what these guys were. They're political leaders. They're not spiritual leaders. They're political leaders. And what's important to political leaders they like to tell you a service to the people, but it's power, right? That's the problem these men have. Their answer to this question shakes the foundation of their power. So they have this little powwow, right? The leaders get Jesus answers the question, and this is not like two guys, but this is a bunch of people. It's a large group of people. They have to huddle, right? An unholy huddle. <laughs> they get together and say, okay, guys, oh, all right, well, one of you got to be smart enough. Give us a good answer to this question. How do we answer this question? They could have just told the truth, right? They didn't. Verse 31, and they discussed it with one another, saying, if we say from heaven that John's baptism came from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. Luke's gospel records specifically that they were afraid that the people would stone them to death if they said that John was just a man on his own authority. So what do you do? 
These guys are trapped. There's no right answer for them. They can't keep things the way they have been. Right? They, their answer to this question, they answer it this way. Uh, Jesus is going to call them out. They say, well, if he's sent from God, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you believe him? But if they say, no, 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 John, it's just a, you know, he's a kook, man. He's just some nut job out dressed up in a bearskin rug. It, who wants to listen to him? It's just some guy. Well, everybody else thought he was sent from God. So they're going to pick up rocks and throw at them, throw them, hit them with rocks until they die. <laughs> right? We don't often have that threat, right? <laughs> What's your opinion on this? You better answer it right or rock to the face, right? We don't get that so much. Although, I don't know. <laughs> this is why we're, some of us were trained not to discuss politics in polite company. I'm going to get hit with a rock. So these poor guys are trapped. They're trapped by fear and by pride. They were trapped by a desire to keep up appearances and a humiliating truth. And what's at stake is their power over the people. They said that if they said that John's baptism came from God, that John was sent by God as the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, as Isaiah predicted, that means they would have to accept that his testimony was true. What John said was true. And what did John say about Jesus? He is the Lamb of God. Has come to take away the sins of the world. John the Baptist declared that Jesus is Messiah. Okay, big deal, right? <laughs> really big deal, especially for these guys. If John came from God, why don't you believe what he said about me? Why don't you believe what he said about Jesus? If he sent from God and they would say, we don't like you and your way of doing things. We don't think you're doing it our way. That's really the answer. Yes, he said you're Messiah. Yes, we know he's right. We don't like the answer. So that's we can't say that out loud. Right? And of this group, you might remember there are men, Nicodemus, right, was part of this group that came to Jesus at night to ask questions of him, honest questions, hard questions. He's the one that uh, got the answer unless a person is born again or they cannot be saved. He went to them, went to Jesus at night because there's a lot of stake for him, right? That's a public departure from this group. Bad news for him. If John came from God, why don't you believe what he said about me? He said that I'm the land of God. Why didn't you believe him? It would be impossible for this group to recognize that John was sent from God without recognizing that Jesus was sent from God too. And just like they should have listened to him, they should also listen to Jesus. They didn't want to do that. They're not about to do that. But the other side of the coin, if they denied that John was sent from God, they're, the, they're afraid the people will revolt and throw rocks at them until they are dead. Because it's common knowledge that John the Baptist was truly a prophet from God. That everybody thought that. Everybody felt that way. Right? These guys knew that was the truth. 
And if they said otherwise, people would be angry with them and throw rocks. Now, maybe we don't throw rocks today, literal rocks. But I don't know. <laughs> Look at Facebook, five minutes, man. There are lots of th rocks being thrown around. Turn the TV on. It's nothing but rocks being thrown around at people. So these poor jerks, motivated by envy, trapped by fear and pride, they knew the right answer, but they refused to give it. Since they were not concerned with the truth, they're only concerned with their own reputations and the safety and their power. So they simply answered, Moo. <laughs> right? We don't know. We don't know the answer. Jesus, we do not know if John was sent from heaven or from man. Is that the truth? Were they telling the truth? No. no. They're lying. They knew. They had an opinion. They were afraid of what would happen if they were honest. So they lied. And they said, we do not know. So they answered Jesus in verse 33, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. You wonder what the look on Jesus' face was? A little disappointed, fellas. We all know the answer here. I don't know. Jesus knew the answer to their question and they knew the answer to his. They didn't answer Jesus because they were dishonest and afraid. Jesus didn't answer their question because of their lack of faith. Their refusal to answer Jesus' question showed that they rejected both John and Jesus. They were choosing to reject Messiah and the messenger, which was completely consistent with all of the Jewish leaders up to this point. As Jesus will point out in our text for next week. Of which of the prophets did you not kill? Oh, well, all of them, because that's just how you are. So, that's really interesting. So what? I said, not exactly a bedtime story, but uh, so what? What difference does knowing all of that information make if we can't answer that question what did we just do? We're studying up for trivia night next Tuesday from 6 to 8, right? There's more to it than that, right? We're not on a fact-finding mission. What is our mission? It's to make and mature disciples of Jesus Christ together as a family. So what application can we pull from this text? Don't be a politician, right? Is that it? <laughs> well, that was it. So let's close in prayer. Let's couldn't find anything else. No, I agree with Alistair Begg when he said that this is all about authority. This is an authority issue. The Sanhedrin had authority over people, over their civil, uh, civic, and religious life. They had authority. But the truth started chipping away at that authority. If the Sanhedrin had answered honestly, if they had said... Yes, Jesus, John's baptism was from heaven. John was sent by God, just like you said. Jesus most likely would have asked them, just as they suggested, why didn't you believe him then? Why, 
not just agree with his words, but act on them. We have to, first of all, understand that faith in Jesus Christ is not a matter of just believing that he exists. Okay? Faith is not just agreeing that God is real. That's not faith. That's acceptance of facts. And acceptance of facts saves no one. Faith is trust, not trust in a set of, of facts. Tr- trust in a real living person, a real living Messiah. All the facts point that Jesus is real. Jesus really lived. Jesus really died on a cross. That's historical documented truth. But knowing that saves no one. Trusting in the Messiah is what saves. If these men, if the Sanhedrin believed John, they would have to believe Jesus. And if they believed in Jesus, they would have to submit to him. They would have to lay down their authority, whether it was real or imagined. They would have to lay it down at his feet. That's what faith does. Faith in Jesus says, I am not the captain of my ship. I am not the one in charge of my life anymore. That's what faith in Jesus is. Not, uh, yes, Jesus real, died on a cross, right on the third day, uh, ascended to heaven. Uh, you know, what else? Uh, that's not faith. You can read that in a book. Jesus will say in Matthew 28, after his resurrection, all authority... In heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Those two words, all authority, are very, very important. All authority. That means if you have faith in Jesus... You are submitting to his authority over your life. Now, that sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, it isn't. All authority means submitting all authority to Jesus over our minds, over our thoughts, over our morals, over our attitudes, over our politics, over our mouths, over our keyboards, over our votes. All authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Like that's a reality. That's a cosmic reality. Okay. But faith in Jesus applies it to you. Faith in Jesus says all authority on heaven and on earth is given to you, Jesus. And I agree that my life is part of that. That's what faith in Jesus is. Not just showing up here Sunday after Sunday. Have to listen to me. 
right? People reject Jesus today for the same exact reason that the Sanhedrin rejected him on that day. Because they will not submit to his authority over their lives. Now, it's easy for us to say, yeah, those, man, those guys out there, they just will not submit to Jesus. <laughs> Every time you point a finger, it's all kinds of fingers pointing back at you, right? This is not about them out there. Yes, they knew, do need to submit in faith to Jesus Christ. And so do we. And that is an every day, every hour, every moment decision for us to make. That's a definition of sin is the opposite of that. We take authority back for ourselves. Just for a minute. Right? Just so I can, I really got to, I got to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to say it. Oh, forgive me. But I'm going to say it. Right? That's not. That's taking that authority back from Jesus just for a minute, just so you can have that momentary zing, whatever it is. Even those of us that declare Jesus as Savior many, many times still reject his authority as Lord. And that's a constant struggle. But the good news is, friends, whether... People submit to his authority or not. Jesus is king. Jesus is supreme over nature. Jesus is supreme over presidents, over politicians, over elections. Jesus is supreme. Jesus is supreme over us. Jesus is supreme over his church. And what's great about that? He loves us and he knows what's best for us and for this world so we can trust him as our king, as our savior, as our Lord. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And we thank you for the question that now remains for us to answer. Will we submit to you? Will we submit to Jesus as king over every aspect of our lives? Not just our Sunday morning. Not uh, just over the title we give ourselves as Christian. May our hearts and lives truly belong to you. For you're worthy of all that we have to give and more. So we pray for your help. We pray for your help in submitting to you because we can't do it on our own strength. We can't do it in our own flesh, of our own effort. All we can do is exactly the opposite. So we need your spirit to work in our hearts. And Lord, if there's anyone here who has never submitted to the Lord Jesus as Savior and King, may they cry out to you now and ask forgiveness for their sin, and put their trust in you as Savior, and submit their lives to you as Lord. Whatever words it takes to make that happen, Lord. 
We pray this message would ring out of freedom and salvation through trusting Jesus, not rules and regulations now you have to follow, not more chains, but freedom, freedom through faith in Jesus Christ. May that message ring out. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.